Hello, and welcome to the Sacrifice of Praise podcast, where we discuss what it means to praise God even when it's difficult. My name is Tori. And my name is Mary. And we are your hosts. Come chat about faith and life with your new sisters in Christ and enjoy learning and growing alongside us. We are so glad you're here. Hello, and welcome back to the Sacrifice of Praise podcast. We are kicking off a new season with a new series. So if you've been a follower of the podcast before, we have done other series before, like the motherhood series, where we just kind of have a theme or topic throughout the entire season. And every episode is focused around that topic. And so we put a poll up on our Instagram not too long ago, asking for our followers input on what they want to see for this coming season. And the most votes that we received was Saint series, a Saint's series. So we are really excited about this topic. Neither Mary nor I are like experts on, on saints. So this is very much also going to be a great learning experience for us this season. So each episode, we're going to highlight a new saint. Um, and then today's episode, we're just going to kick off the series of talking about what our saints, some non-Catholics might be a little confused as to like what saints are or why we pray to them or some even like misconceptions about saints. And so we're going to have like a brief introduction about saints and the series, and then um, kind of tell you a little sneak peek of like what to expect this season. So before we dive into all that good stuff, we're going to bring back those current favorites. It's been a a minute since um, you've heard our voices. And so we're here to share a couple of our current favorites, and I'm going to let Mary go first. Okay. Yes. I'm so excited to be back. I'm so excited for this series. Like Tori said, this will be definitely a learning experience for both of us. So it's going to be awesome. But okay. For my current favorite, this is very random, but I have actually been thinking that I wanted to say this for a current favorite for the last couple of weeks as we've been taking a break and it is athletic skirts. So, okay. Just bear with me. I I think they're kind of a little bit trendy right now, like just like a a skirt that you can wear with like a t-shirt. So more of like an athletic short type of vibe, but it's a skirt. And I think you they sell them at like, you know, Old Navy, those kind of places. But I've got a couple of them from TJ Maxx and I love them. I wear them all the time. So I have one that is like a skirt, so it's like a skirt in the front, shorts in the back, and I wear that one at least once a week, probably. It's just so comfortable, and it's super easy. Like I can just throw it on with anything, and it still looks super cute. I feel like and put together. And then I got another one recently, and it's a skirt, and it has shorts under, like built in underneath, like more like um, biker shorts kind of underneath. And I've been loving that one too. So anyways, that's just been a current favorite. It's just kind of been a fun thing to switch up the day-to-day like casual wear. Um, ah. So that's mine. Yes. I, I'm a big fan of the athletic dresses. I've yes. bought one like early, well, kind of in the springtime and have worn mine all throughout summer. It's just such an easy thing to put on. And yeah, you kind of feel a little bit more put together as you're still kind of wearing sweats. But the yeah. one negative of the athletic dresses is going to the bathroom. <laughs> I was <laughs> gonna like say a romper. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole yeah. thing. Um, so yeah, that's just the one caveat to the dress. Mm-hmm. So 
maybe, maybe I need to check out more of those sports or skirts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So my current favorite is so boring that like, I hate to even say this one as like kicking off this season, but it's truly been a favorite of mine this past week and a half. And it is just taking naps. So, so I am not a great napper. I never have been. It's hard for me to fall asleep, even when I'm really tired during the day. And prior to being a stay-at-home mom, like I didn't really have that option unless I took a quick cat nap during my lunch break, which rarely happened. But anyway, I have just been trying to utilize the time that my, when my kids naps overlap. And there are days where I truly know and feel my body is like, you need to sleep. Like you just need to rest. And, Mm -hmm. um, so I've been really trying to listen to that. I have this like cheapy, um, eye mask (laughs) that I use, um, that's been great. I think that's part of the problem. It's just like getting all the light out. Um, and then just like putting my phone in a totally different room and like, just really allowing myself to doze off for 20, 30 minutes. And it has been a game changer. It's been great. I can totally tell the difference in just my energy and my mood. If I do take a nap during the day, again, it's not that long of a time, but then by the time that I'm awake and then the boys are up, then I can, it gets me through the like witching hour, quote unquote, that (laughs) many of your parents know of the between the hours of like five and seven or when before, right before bedtime. So anyway, the days I don't take naps, I can feel it. And the days I do, it's been great. So hoping I can like sneak more naps in, in my future, but it's been great. I, I feel fortunate to have the opportunity to take a nap during the day. Cause I was just going to say it is a, that is a very big perk and, um, you know, like part of our benefit package of being a stay at home mom <laughs> that you yes, get yeah. the occasional nap if you need it. So it's nice to take advantage of it when you can. Yes. Yeah. It's been great. So team nap now, even though yeah. it's sometimes hard to fall asleep. <laughs> yes. All right. With that, we're going to go ahead and, and dive in. So again, this format of this episode, is more just kind of introducing the series um, and a few questions. So if you aren't familiar with what a saint is or saints in general, or even if you are Catholic and like know about saints, but don't know why we pray to them, hopefully this episode can kind of clear up some of that. So first we thought maybe we could just define or like explain what a saint is. And you hear uh, the term, the communion of saints. And we say that in the apostles creed at mass. And so like, what does that mean? Um, So Mary and I kind of did our own research on that. And what I had found is the word saint, it simply refers to holy or one who is holy is how you, how saint is defined and to grow in holiness means to be just more and more like God. Saint is used to refer to God's disciples in both the old and new Testament. So you see saints throughout scripture in the Bible. But usually when we talk about saints, um, we are usually talking about canonized saints. So what the church has approved, and they've just basically examined the lives of those people and determined them having a holy life. And those that the church has raised up as examples of holiness for us to, to look to and to pray to. And these people are not superhuman. There's nothing special, quote unquote, about them. 
these are simply just people who have led lives worthy and of looking into and imitating in our own attempts to follow Christ. So the, the saints were deeply involved in the salvation of souls on earth, and they just continue to do that work up in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good description. And we should have maybe, I, I didn't pull this story. I don't think, I don't see it on here either, but pulled like what it, um, what is required of of a person to become a canonized saint, but Mm -hmm. there are obviously requirements of the church, things like they have to have performed a miracle. Um, There has to be miracles associated with them once they pass, things like that. Um, So there's quite a rigorous process to become a saint. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I believe Um, they have to wait at least five years after the person's deceased to begin that process is what I've read. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I think that's kind of what I I know that there's a period of time from when they pass to when that process can begin. Yeah. Yeah. There it's, it's quite a process that they have to go through. Um, I pulled this from the U S Catholic website. So I'm going to read this little quote about, this is kind of about the communion of saints. So it says, borrowing from the letter to the Hebrews and from theologian and sister of St. Joseph Elizabeth Johnson, we can imagine the communion of saints as a giant stadium of people, all of whom have run or are running a great race. As each of us takes our turn at the starting line, we are lifted up by the love and encouragement of all those who know well the challenges ahead of us and who have stayed to accompany us and cheer us on. It is a matter of being inspired by the whole lot of them, this cloud of witnesses to the living God, writes Johnson, quoting Hebrews. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. So I loved that um, kind of visual of it, that like all the saints are in a stadium and we're about to run the race and they've already done it. And they're there like cheering for us, supporting us, praying for us. And that's how I actually envision the saints too, is like, they're just there to support us and to pray for us and to be our friend because they know what we're going through. They've been through life on earth and they've been through many of them. Most of them have been through really, really, really hard lives um, Mm. and overcome them. So yeah, that's, that was one part of it. And then the other part they said was the communion of saints encompasses not only all believers in Christ, but according to many scholars, all those of truth and love in whom the spirit is at work. This includes those on earth, those still journeying to God in the purification process Catholics call purgatory and those who now abide in God. So I liked that too, that it just kind of reminds us that the communion of saints like Tori said, we're going to be talking about like canonized saints, but the communion of saints encompasses all of God's people. Um, so just a kind of a beautiful way to look at it. Yes. Okay. So next question that we're going to tackle is why do we, or why should we pray to saints? And so this is from Catholic answers website. And they, they talk about this as, um, or like the benefit of praying to saints is that the faith and devotion of the saints can support where our own weaknesses lie 
and supply what is lacking in our own faith and devotion. And Jesus regularly supplied for one person based on another person's faith. And this is found in Matthews 8.13, Mark 9.17-29, Luke 8.49-55. And those in heaven who are being free of the body and the distractions of the daily life and the world have even greater confidence and devotion to God than anyone here on earth. And God answers in particular the prayers of the righteous. And so this is James declares this, that the prayer of a righteous man has a great power in its effects. Elijah was a man of like nature with ourselves. And he prayed that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again and the heavens gave rain and the, the earth brought forth its fruit. And that's James 5, 16 through 18. Yet those Christians in heaven are more righteous since they have been made perfect to stand in God's presence than anyone here on earth, meaning that their prayers would be even more fruitful. So I thought that was kind of a helpful um, way to kind of wrap your mind around why we, why would we, or why should we, we pray for two saints. And also I just think of it as like, there are advocates for us. So they are in heaven. They are close to God. Um, Just as on earth, when we are going through a hard time, we turn to our friends in faith and ask them for prayers. Just like that, we can use these holy men and women who are so close to God for their prayers and their intercessions for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly how I think of it is like they are. Well, saints are just I think of them as like dear friends, especially the ones that I'm you know close to. And like, for example, St. Therese, I truly feel like she is my friend. And even sometimes when I'm not asking for her intercession, she will like show up for me in, in signs and different things that I know that she's seeing my struggle or wanting to pray for me and, and kind of nudging me to ask for her intercession. Um, and I was actually reading a story and I wish I had wrote it down or quoted it. Cause I couldn't find it. I tried to find it, find it, but, um, I was reading a story about St. Jude and the long story short, it was about an apparition. So Jesus appeared to this person. And this is where I don't know the, all the details, but, um, he shared with that person that his dear friend, Jude Thaddeus, his disciple is so willing to pray for this person. And so he was like kind of pleading with this person that he appeared to, to pray to St. or to ask St. Jude to pray for them. And I always, I think about that so much now that Jesus himself told this person, like, ask my disciples to pray for you. They are so willing to help and they want to intercede for you. And like Tori said, like they are, they're, prayers are so powerful because they are pure. They're in heaven. We know, you know, we're pretty positive based on their lives and the things that happen after their lives. Um, And so we can be, we can be sure that when we ask them to pray for us, they do, they intercede for us. And so what a gift that we have all of these resources to pray for us when, you know, of course our prayers are being heard and we'll kind of dig into that, but, um, it's just, I think it's just really powerful to have those people praying for us as well. And the next question was, can saints intercede for us? And like I just said, 
100% absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest points of the saints is just like we can befriend them, we can grow to be more like them, and they can pray for us and intercede for us. And, you know, they're in heaven with God, they're beloved children who've devoted their entire existence to him. And so we can trust that, you know, these saints will pray for us and that their prayers will have those extra merits. That just reminded me too, Mary, of like, um, there's so many saints out there. And when you're digging in or trying to learn more about the saints, one thing that I think could be um, a good way to like steer you in the right direction of finding a saint to intercede for you is either that be like your vocation, or maybe it's a, a sin that you just continue to fall into and, and are really struggling with. And all of these saints were sinners too. They're human. They weren't perfect. They lived like normal lives, but they were faced with temptation, but it was their holiness. And it wasn't them. It was God's grace that allowed them to overcome the temptation or the sin or, or lead up to a more holy life. But if it, like, if you, if it's a sin or temptation or a vocation, or maybe it's a yearning, um, you can look up who um, patron saint is of that thing. So like, let's say maybe you struggle with alcoholism. You can look up who's the patron saint of that. Or um, if you've struggled with infertility or miscarriage, like who's the patron saint of that? Who are these people or who are these saints who you can pray to when you're going through a hard time? And um, maybe that can help you find the saints to pray to. I just wanted to kind of mention that as well, because I think sometimes it can be hard. Like there's so many saints, I don't even know which one to choose or learn about, but maybe that could be an easier way and a personal way for you to find a saint that, that speaks to your situation. Totally. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So now we're going to dive into a few, just like common misconceptions about the saints. And so I think the biggest one, at least that I have encountered is that Catholics worship saints. And that is absolutely false, um, especially Mother Mary, I think, too, because she's a saint. But um, saints in general, like Catholics, wor- worship them. And, and we only only worship God. We do not worship saints. We honor saints because of their heroic lives and holy lives that they lived. Um, but we absolutely do not worship them. So that is just false. The goal is to worship and praise God. And we use saints to hopefully help us live a a holier lifestyle um, as they did. So we don't worship saints. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the next myth would be like saints are the quote unquote middlemen. So why can't you go directly to God with our prayers? So you absolutely should go to God directly with your prayers. All your prayers need to go directly to God. Um, and if you find yourself only praying to a certain saint and like, then like slowly you're eliminating the time that you're praying with God, then that is a problem. Like you're, you're, you should always, always, always go directly to God with your prayers, but just like anything. And I mentioned this earlier, like when things come up in our lives and you're in your face with trial and you're through hard times, we do often turn to our friends and other Christians and ask them to pray for us. In addition to our own prayers to God. And the way I see it is like, we are praying almost just like asking other holy people to pray to God. We're all praying directly to God, but we're asking our friends to, to include us in their prayers. So all the prayers are lifted up being 
sent to God. Um, it's almost like just like a, a wave of prayers to God of the thing that you are struggling with or whatever it may be. So they aren't the middleman. You can go directly to God. It's just um, an additional person or saint that you can pray to asking for additional prayers. Right. Yeah. Like I think of that example as like, okay, we go to our very holy grandmother and ask her to pray for us. And then our grandma passes and we still will say like, grandma, can you, you know, do me a favor here? Like, you know, those kind of things. I think of it similarly of like these saints are in heaven. They have that, you know, that, that really close lifeline to Jesus. And so, and to God, um, and so they're right there and they, we can just ask them for help. Um, so Tori kind of covered the misconceptions. The only one that I had that I think she kind of covered in the worshiping is, um, you know, we don't technically pray to saints. We, we ask saints to pray for us. We talk to saints, we form relationships with saints, but we're not, as Tori said, like worshiping them or, um, praying to them, if that makes sense. That's kind of a, it's kind of a fuzzy um, thing to describe and to explain, but hopefully through Tori's, like we don't worship them and that, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So that's kind of all that we have to preface this series. Um, I hope that helped clear up any maybe confusion or just um, answered any questions about what the heck are saints? Cause mm-hmm. saints are everywhere. Even if you go to drive by a Catholic church, you might see like Saint, a statue of St. Francis out in the garden or, um, you know, there's statues of mother Mary all around. And I feel like sometimes that can cause some questions. So hopefully again, like Mary, <laughs> Mary and I said in the beginning, we are not experts. We are not theologians. We are not, um, yeah, the experts on this topic, but through our own research and, um, doing this series where we hope to have a few guests on to shed light in areas that we don't. So I'm just going to kind of conclude today's episode on just that, what you can expect for this season and the Saints series. So each episode, we're going to be highlighting a different saint. And so some of these saints are actually recommendations from you guys that were submitted on our Instagram. And then Mary and I have chosen some other ones that we are just excited and eager to learn more about. And we're going to view this series as just kind of like a light and fun um, season and and each episode kind of bringing some fun facts about these saints' lives. We're probably only going to be scratching the surface of about their lives and the facts about them. But our goal is that by the end of the series, we all will know and learn a little bit more about these saints and um, maybe have some more tips on how we can live a more faith-filled and holy life that will lead us to sainthood because we are all called to be saints and we all should strive to be saints. And the ultimate goal, which is how to find eternal happiness in heaven. So we're really excited. Um I know that I am going to be hopefully learning a lot in each episode and we hope to have guests on for certain saints of, and, and these guests will probably be similar to us where they might not be the experts, but they might have a deep devotion to a saint and can shed some more light on who the saint is and how they, they pray to them. So we're, we're looking forward to that. Um, Mary, anything you want to add? No, I, 
I think, well, the only thing I will say is from the recommendations that we got, there were actually, I think the majority of the recommendations that we got that we did choose to put as an episode, I don't know anything about them. So I'm very excited because these are all like new saints to me. And so I'm very excited to learn more about them and to hopefully grow in relationship with them. Um, And hopefully same thing with our listeners. I hope that maybe each of you can find a saint or one or two, or just like Tori said, an example of holiness that you can, you know, uh, devote to your own life and just have that as a takeaway. So I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to learning and growing in this season. So it'll be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, I'm going to go ahead and close this out in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the gift of this podcast and the gift of all of our listeners. We pray that you help lead us through this season and help us to learn about all of these holy, wonderful people who we call saints, and that through their stories and through learning about their lives, we may feel drawn to living a holier life for ourselves and feel drawn to living a life that leads us to sanctity. We ask that you please be with each and each one of our listeners and that we all get something out of each of these episodes that bring us and draw us closer to you to worship and praise you. We love you, Lord. We praise you. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a friendly review. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Sacrifice of Praise Podcast and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, know that we are praying for you. Bye. Bye.